When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to one of the most anticipated episodes of the offseason. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, it's a snow day, so we are doing our show remotely. We are here to talk about the players who are either pending free agents or possible uh, trade possibilities, cap casualties, retirement possibilities, all the things that could change with the Eagles roster. Over the next couple months, so we're going to dip our toe into that. Today is the offense. Tomorrow is the defense. We've got 29 players overall to rank in our likelihood, at least in our opinions, of how uh, likely they are to be back in Philadelphia. Zach Berman, how you doing? I'm doing well. Excited for the show. Prepared this year. I feel like I say every year, this is a harder exercise than I ever remember it. Uh, and it really seems to be... So when, you know, some years you're like, I know this guy's back. And this year, there might be two guys like that. And there's so much ambiguity. So it should be a fun show. Uh, it is a snow day, like you mentioned. Snow days are not quite the same as they were when we were kids. I sound like an old man when I say that. But I look like one. Do I? <laughs> I'm just kidding. But this is one of the, the, uh, the downside, or I just, I take this back. I'm going to reframe this. <laughs> I know exactly where you're going. And uh, this is one of the after would have commented yes, on it. Yes. Yes. This is one of the after effects of COVID is that schools realize that you can learn virtually, right? So mm, snow I think day used the wrong lesson there. Snow day used to be like you can you can play outside in the snow, you can play Madden, you can do all this. Now it's it's a full like seven hour school day, just just virtually. So it's cool to see. Uh, I admire the teachers that, that, that I imagine that's hard to do, but so you're, there was you're such pro a joy. This. You're because it's well, technology. No. So you're on the side of technology here. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's efficient, but I do feel bad that they don't get the same joy in snow days that we had when we were kids. Is it all for, for your district? Is it all snow days are like this? Or is it once they've had a couple, there were a couple built in and now they've gone over that and it has to be virtual. Exactly. So there's a couple built in where you get the, the traditional snow day and then thereafter you do the virtual. So they have iPads, uh, they have a whole schedule and it's, it's impressive to see, you know, I have a six year old who is like, he's so obedient by the schedule. Uh, it's, it's pretty cool. And do you, do you feel like he's getting a lot out of the virtual day here? Well, he's wearing headphones. So I'm not hearing the instruction. I see him raise his hand. I see him chime in. Uh, they had PE class. I was, mm. I was like, "What are you going to do for PE?" And they were doing scavenger hunts. Like, you know, he had to go. 
he had to go grab a shoe. He had to go grab a toothbrush. It was so it was uh, it was cool to see. Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. You want to talk Eagles? <laughs> yes, let's talk Eagles. Let's do it. All right, let's get to it because this this could drag on. Uh, so we've got once again. It. Uh, 15 players we're going to talk about today, but we are ranking them one through 29. So uh, our rankings will be all over the place here. Now, there are different rules for the different categories, which we should go over. Free agents, unrestricted free agents, restricted free agents, street free agents. They count as coming back. Their points will matter if they are on the Eagles roster at any point from the beginning of the league year to the end of the regular season. The players who we're going to talk about as potential trade possibilities or uh, cap casualties, those guys only count if they are on the week one roster. So James Bradbury, for instance, is a player we will talk about tomorrow. If James Bradbury is in training camp with the Eagles but gets traded you know, in uh, in August, he does not count. This is, you know, Zach Ertz was a was a famous one here a couple of years ago because they ended up actually carrying him on the week one roster despite the expectation he would be traded. And then finally, Jason Kelsey, we're going to categorize as the free agent one where if he retires but then comes back, you know, in week nine after a Cam Jurgens injury, they, they pull him out of retirement, he counts. So uh, keep all of that in mind. And the goal here is to have the lowest score possible. So the player we think is the most likely to return, you would give a one. The player you think is the least likely to return, you give a 29. Have I covered all the bases there? Yes, just clarification for the former. Uh, in This is not the 53-man roster, correct? So when we're talking about street free agents, restricted free agents, if, uh, if they sign a guy to the practice squad in November, does that suffice? Oh, that's a good question, actually. I don't know if we've talked. If So if if Devin Allen, for instance, is going to be the first player we talk about. If yes. Devin Allen is not in training camp with the Eagles, yes. but then is signed to the practice squad in November, will that count? I have graded it as if he, as if that is the case. As if the practice so, squad would count? Okay. Yes. I'm okay with that. Because he has an injury, right? So I, I don't know if he'll actually be healthy in training camp, right? So that's why I was thinking practice squad as a possibility okay all right i'm okay with that okay fair enough you want to start with devin allen let's start with devin allen let's start uh, with devin gets... allen devin allen the 29 year old who uh britain cubby told us uh on the final day of locker room clean out that he he is unfortunately believing that it's going to be very tight for devin allen to make it to the olympic trials because of a knee injury that he suffered uh during the football season Kind of a bummer for Devin Allen. We will see uh, if he's able to supercharge that. But if he uh, gets through the Olympics and wants to continue playing football, he will be 29 years old. He is a street free agent right now. He is free to sign with anybody. Uh, You know, he played two games for the Eagles this year as a practice squad elevation. Uh, Didn't necessarily light it up. How did you feel about the Devin Allen experience in 2023? Well, there there wasn't much of an experience there, but I was impressed with him. When uh, I, I, th- I thought he was better this year than he was last year. He does present special teams value. That's why they called him up for those two games. Definitely on the older side, but does some has an elite trait that is literally world-class, right? So 
Am I saying what my number is yet, or are we just having the Devin Allen conversation? Don't say your number. Julia has okay. worked on these graphics, yes. Zach. We sent exactly. her our rankings ahead of time. She is going to do the reveal. I will tell her when to reveal. Okay. okay. Don't make her work be in waste. I would not. I would never do that. Uh, so yeah. So this the, the, now the complication is he tore his ACL late in the season, uh, around December, and ACLs typically you're thinking a nine ten month recovery period. Uh, now he has mentioned the hopes of getting back for the Olympics. As you said, the trials might be hard for him to get back for. Uh, we'll see sprinting speed, you know, sprinting might be different than football, but, or I should say hurdling might be different than football. Nonetheless, uh, I think that the, the injury here is the big complication. I think if he was healthy, I w I would imagine they would bring him back. The injury is the complication. All right, Julia, let's uh, let's get to the reveal. Devin Allen for Bo and Zach, 1 to 29. Where do we have him? Oh, very close. I've got him at 10. Zach has him at 9. So Zach will be rooting for a Devin Allen return. I was surprised you had him this high. I thought this was going to be one where you mocked me. But as I would it, as never it mock you. No, it never happened before. It won't happen again, right? <laughs> but no, I I I I'm sometimes I curious this... about you, but I'll never mock you. I thought this is one that, that they could bring him back in, on, on the practice squad in, in, in November, give them that speed. That is the – that's the reason I had him at nine. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I have him this high because there's a possibility that they need they need a body at some point, and he's going to be a familiar face. They can call him, and it's not like the rest of the league is going to be battening down the hatches to bring in Devin Allen. Also, they are intimately – like involved in his uh recovery right so they how know, intimate are we talking you know what i mean they're the ones performing the surgery or actually i, 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 I they're the ones overseeing the rehab i should say okay all right we move on to number two now zach and that is aj brown the 26 year old superstar wide receiver who has been uh, asked about trade possibilities and given some weird answers, but certainly you would think that the Eagles are invested in bringing back their most dynamic player on offense, who is coming off a 106 catch, 1,456 yard season with seven touchdowns. I don't know how much there is to say. You've already said that you don't believe there's even a chance of the Eagles entertaining offers for AJ Brown. Yeah, it would utterly shock me. AJ Brown's the best player on the team. They moved mountains to get a player Only like this. Christian Ellis is no longer around. He's a foundation piece. I understand they need to pay Devontae Smith, but AJ Brown is a player, and I think they, I think they will do everything they can to keep him. Yeah, I feel I feel like we've sort of had this discussion already. Uh, barring AJ Brown just walking into Howie's office and saying, "I I refuse to play for this team. Uh, trade me, or I'm." quitting i don't think this is going to happen so i think julia we can get to the aj brown reveal oh one for zach two for me yep. so once again you'll be rooting for for an aj brown return absolutely uh and i'm surprised to see who, who your number one is well we'll have to wait and see all right we move on to an interesting one now jack driscoll the uh, erstwhile backup Offensive lineman for the Eagles. He is 27 years old, has played guard and tackle. Um, 
you wonder if the rest of the league is going to have interest in Jack Driscoll as a possible replacement level starting caliber player uh, with potentially Jason Kelsey retiring. Do the Eagles want to have extra depth on the offensive line in-house? Sua Opeta is also slated to be a free agent. Uh, Tyler Steen is a factor here. I think that Jack Driscoll probably in terms of like the pecking order of the offensive line took a little bit of a step back this season. Yes. Um, Opeta got the chances ahead of him. They also, uh, you know, signed Fred Johnson to that extension. How do you feel about Jack Driscoll moving forward? It's as if you have my notes in front of me because I have the spreadsheet, I have the ranking, and then I have comment. I have like a, a one to two sentence thing on each player. And I said, took step back this season in pecking order. Uh, if no market is there, I, I know that they like Jack Driscoll, but I would imagine Jack Driscoll probably has a better opportunity somewhere else considering he did fall down that that depth chart this year. Uh, and they view him as like a right tackle, right guard prospect. So, and, I mean, I mean, not a, a left tackle. They, they usually want their tackles to have swing capability. So you're probably looking at him purely as like a, a guard tackle on the right side. And I think that's a spot they could draft or upgrade on. <clears throat> yeah. I would have thought, I think we, we probably discussed him entering the season. I would have thought that he was the kind of guy who like might be signed in the off season to be a, a starter elsewhere with a team with a, some bad offensive line depth. And maybe they would hope that they could draft over him, but he was a player who like could potentially net the Eagles, like a seventh round comp pick based on the, the uh, deal that he signed. I am not so sure that that's going to be the case anymore, but I do think from his own perspective, if he's got a, you know, a, a veteran minimum offer from the Eagles and a veteran minimum offer elsewhere, it probably behooves him to, to go elsewhere. I would agree. And it would be the end of an era. <clears throat> he was, uh, he started his first game as a rookie. You wrote a good story. That was the first game. I mean, speaking of COVID, that was your first COVID game covering surprise starter week one. Yes. Yep. So he's to blame for uh, Reed taking online classes or virtual classes today. Not at all. Not at all. Jack Driscoll, nice guy. Always enjoy talking to Jack. Nice but guy, I, man, I, a few words. It's a, it's incumbent upon you to get those words. Okay. All right. Let's get to the Jack Driscoll reveal. 17 for me, 18 for you. We remain one spot apart on each of the three ones so far, but now I will be rooting for a Jack Driscoll return. This is fascinating to me how, how close we are on these because some of these, when I'm like, I have no feel for this, I'm all over the place. I thought I would have an 18 and you would have a 12 or I would have a nine and you would have a 23. Uh, we're on the same wavelength here, which makes me feel good because you are, as you've said, the king of the beats when it comes to rosters. Mm. Well, let's get to a, a one where I have no idea where we're going to be going. <laughs> Literally, the, my note for this is no feeling on this for this next player. <laughs> Rowdy Roddy Roderick Johnson, uh, <laughs> famously one of the Johnson brothers from last summer. Who's Roderick? Who's Fred? Which one's which? Fred got the extension, made the 53-man roster. Roderick stuck around on the practice squad for uh, most of the season. Roderick Johnson is 28 years old will be 29 in november has one of the blurriest wikipedia photos you may ever see from his time with the cleveland browns uh roderick johnson has been around the league cleveland houston miami kansas city philadelphia he is a tackle by trade 
Uh, I have no feel for the Eagles' opinion of Roderick Johnson other than the fact that they kept him around. I would imagine that he's the kind of guy who uh, they would prefer to not bring back for training camp, but would he would be on their short list of calls in the middle of the season if they need emergency depth. That I defer to you on questions of emergency depth and offensive line. I have no feel for this whatsoever. He is on the older side. I would imagine that if you're looking for depth on the offensive line, you can try to get someone who's 23, 24. Look at you. I sound like an ageist now. Uh, but I have no feel for where they where they stand on Roderick Johnson. Former fifth-round pick yep. in 2017. Has not played a regular season game since 2020. So another, another COVID fan. Another All right, fan. let's get to the Roderick Johnson reveal. Where do we stand on Roddy? Wow. <laughs> 23 for both of us. Unbelievable. No blood on Roderick Johnson. <laughs> and Julia can attest, we sent these blindly, right? I don't know Bo's. Bo doesn't know mine. We sent these independently. Oh, uh, man, that's so- too – I really, was really – I mean, you, you're the, the the fun of this game is hoping that, like, come the middle of the season in October, the Eagles add Roderick Johnson to the practice squad, and all of a sudden that's a big swing in flu world order. No blood on Roddy. Wow. That is that that really does surprise me that we're the same, we're the same number there. 23 for both of us. Michael, Michael Jordan on Roderick Johnson. All right, this will be a fun one. Uh, as Valentine's Day approaches tomorrow, we have the man who famously came all over uh, the Philadelphia area, Julio, Julio Jones, the 74-year-old. Julio Don't make that Jones. a drop. What, that he's 74? Oh, no, I'm sorry, 35-year-old Julio Jones. Uh, he signed in the middle of the season to the practice squad, then was elevated 11 catches for 74 yards. All those 74 children that he birthed during this season. Uh, Julio Jones ended the year with a concussion uh, in the playoff game against the Tampa Bay Bucks. Not great. Uh, I mean, if the Eagles are to bring him back, I don't know how I would feel about that. It would feel a little bit wild. But there are people who uh, would tell you that Julio Jones was an important part of what was going on in the building this year. And, you know, he was very impressive in practice. And so, I don't know. Maybe they are. Maybe they are willing to bring back old Julio. Yeah, they respected what Julio brought to the building. The the other receivers uh, looked at him with reverence. He's one of the great players, not just one of the great receivers, one of the great players of our generation. I mean, there's 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 going to be a spot in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He's he's going to get a knock, if you will, uh, because by the way, really enjoy those that special of the of the knocks. Well, I, especially I think now that there's not a like a creepy ogre doing the knocking. Well, don't call him that just because David Baker's a, a big man. Don't call him that. But I'm well, just he's saying, also a nefarious personality. He's breaking rule, breaking all kinds of rules. That guy. But but to your point. I do like how now it has shifted to people who are meaningful in the lives of these Hall of Famers, right? Uh, so you see, you see Julio former Jones teammates twisting and turning all night long at the, the the nightmare of David Baker knocking on his door. Ah, get away from me, ah, please! No, so no. now it's stay it's away. Like, I saw I saw Edron James with Devin Hester, uh, and it is emotional when you see how much that means to these guys and Julio Jones is going to get a knock one day because he is, he's one of the great players of our generation. 
uh, respected. But to the point of this game, the Eagles need to upgrade wide receiver three. And the issue, I, don't know, I mean, how wide is your how wide is your uh, lens of one of the great players of our generation? One, so he's one of the top three wide receivers of our generation. And so therefore he's one of the top, I'd say he's one of the top 30 players of the past 20 years. I mean, I think you know that I want to argue with that, but I know you do, but it will it, be arguing for the sake of arguing top 30 players of the past 20 years. I don't know. I feel like I could get to 30 without Julio Jones. Maybe not. If, if, if you're trying, sure. Uh, so, I think they can upgrade at wide receiver three. And the issue with Julio is he doesn't play special teams, right? So you're not keeping him on the roster to play, to be your your, your number four or your number five guy. Therefore, I'm expecting uh, the Eagles. I'm expecting Julio, if he continues playing, to play elsewhere. Do you think Am I wrong playing? in this, by the way? People say Julio's not a Hall of Famer. No, I, I mean, I, I think he's a Hall of Famer. I agree that he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I mean. I'm just trying Julio to. Jones, I'm, I'm trying to move the needle on, you know. I, I'm I'm not going to be telling my kids about Julio Jones. I feel like maybe Andre that one Johnson, Jackson in the Super Bowl. Andre Johnson's one of the great players, and I mean Andre Johnson was amazing. He's going to the Hall of Fame. Julio Jones was a better player than Andre Johnson. I don't know. Was he? Yes, he was. Okay, in your opinion. <laughs> well, that's what I'm doing. I'm representing. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm representing my opinion on the show. Yes. Okay. Um, all right. Let's get to the Julio Jones reveal. Uh, hopefully he keeps his pants on. Julio Jones. Where do we have? Wow. Oh, a big one, Zach. As expected, we'll be rooting for a Julio Jones return. I have Julio Jones as my dead last number 29. Zach has him at 19. A potential 10-point swing here. This could decide. Flu world order. I just, uh, you know, now part of this is uh, it's good for me to be able to uh, angrily react if the Eagles bring back Julio Jones, but they cannot they cannot pretend to be serious if they're going to bring back Julio Jones at this stage of their of their career. They, pretend, the franchises pretend to be serious. I yes. mean, Julio Jones is. Am I missing something here with Julio Jones? Yeah, I think you are. I think you are missing something because you are pretending as if Julio Jones is still the guy you're talking about, one of the great players of, of your generation. He's he's done nothing, Zach. He's 35. He's going to be 35 years old. He had 74 receiving yards last year. He's he he's moving like a like a stone. <laughs> I'm not suggesting he's going to be back. But I think that Julio Jones has a better chance of being back than Quest Watkins, for instance. I don't know. That's your number one, probably, Quest Watkins. Yeah, that's my number one. Yeah, that's that why I'm the game. He's my number that one. Was... <laughs> I, 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 you are so hung up on Julio. You think he still has more to give. I'm not saying he has more to give. I am saying that Julio Jones, uh, if, if, if you can't find a role for Julio Jones, or as, as, I should say a role. If you can't find a spot for Julio Jones in your building, uh, I don't think he's going to be back. I think but... it's precisely the opposite. If you can't find somebody to take the role that 35-year-old okay. yes, Julio what... Jones would take in your building, then you are doing a disservice to your organization. No, I agree. I think they can upgrade over him. And like I said, he doesn't play special teams. But I think that any locker room can benefit from having Julio Jones in it. 
Yeah, I think that's like nonsense. Okay. Sign any old guy then. Like, that's what coaches he's, are for. He's not any old guy. He's a special old guy. Well, okay. <laughs> a special old guy. Uh, all right. Well, uh, Julio Jones, if he wants to uh, have something to eat this morning, uh, you know, because he's probably never playing football again, he doesn't have to worry about ingesting as many enormous bagels as you might want. And so he could go to Bagels & Co., which has Brooklyn-style bagels made in Philly. We're talking huge bagels, the biggest in Philly, the large variety that you know all about, 15 to different, fifteen to 20 different types to choose from daily. They've got seasonal bagels, for instance, for Valentine's Day. They've got special bagels coming up tomorrow. They've also got the largest cream cheese variety you could possibly imagine, 30 different flavors of cream cheese and schmears. They've got affordable prices because in today's inflationary world, they think that's key. They're not raising their prices because they are an everyday brand and not some high-end place to go splurge on the weekend. Why go to Dunkin' and get a subpar product when you can come to Bagels & Co. and get a more premium product at the same price point? So for the best Brooklyn-style bagels made right here, in Philadelphia, head to www.thebagelsandco.com slash store dash locator to find the closest Bagels & Co. near you. Now, if you want to get a valuable card, look for a Julio Jones card from about 10, 15 years ago because Julio, like Jones, Julio Jones is one of the special players of our generation. And you can find the special cards of our generation at Wheelhouse Cards. Wheelhouse is our go-to sports card gift and apparel shop in the Delaware Valley. Their motto is cards and community because love of sports unites us all. They carry all of your favorite card brands like Topps Chrome Baseball and Mosaic Football, as well as T-shirts, hats, and hoodies from brands like Mitchell Ness, 47 Brand, Junk Food, Starter, and Shy Vintage Sports. If you're looking to grade your sports card collection, Wheelhouse offers PSA grading submissions. They also host tons of different family-friendly events and birthday parties every month. Stop into either of their stores, Wayne or Westchester. Open seven days a week at 11 a.m. Use code PHLY and get $10 off any purchase of $25 or more in store. Also, be sure to give them a follow on Instagram at Wheelhouse Cards. All right, we move now to uh, one of the more interesting possibilities on this 29-person list, and that is the most famous player on the team, Jason Kelsey who is 36 years old, presumably uh, still feeling it a little bit after a bender Sunday night, celebrating the Kansas City Chiefs victory. Kelsey uh, reportedly told some people in the postgame locker room that he will in intend to retire, but has certainly not uh, said that officially, has leaned that way in the past before deciding to come back. Who knows? And so this one, remember, if he plays at any point in the 2024 season, Jason Kelsey will qualify here as a returning player. How do you feel, Zach, about Kelsey? I think you said at Radio Row you were leaning 51 turkeys on a retirement, 49 on a comeback. Yeah, and I've heard uh, comments from teammates after the season this past week, and Jason Kelsey's certainly having a lot of fun, right? Uh, we all saw him in Vegas this past week soaking up that time. He has no shortage of options post-career. He's been working on it. I know that there was a bit made out of his interview, I believe, on uh, Chris Long's podcast on the Greenlight Pod, where he referred to the Eagles as they, 
He's referred to them as we in other interviews. I'm not going to uh, read too much into that uh, without getting like too much into uh, Jason's life. I imagine this is not just Jason's decision, but Kylie's decision as well, right? Uh, you know, this is this is about there's there's a lot more that goes into this type of decision. Uh, but I think that if if uh, I was leaning toward no all year, I frankly thought Jason was going to retire two years ago. Uh, I thought after the Super Bowl he was coming back. I'm leaning toward no now, but I'm not positive on it. And I don't think those reports after the season are were totally conclusive because Jason Kelsey needs time to kind of decompress and think about this. And I, I actually thought – yeah, Chris Long had a good quote that he shared from Jeff Fisher. I don't know if you saw this, which was never make a retirement decision with a month that begins in J. And the reason he was in, in January, it's too raw, right? The season's too raw. And then in July, now they kind of discounted June, June's, but in, Come in, on. July, in July, it's probably because you don't want to go to training camp. Right. And that's not a reason to make that decision. Training camp's not a reason to make that decision. So the the recommendation was was don't retire in a month that begins with J. So we are in a month that begins with F now. I don't think this lingers. I, I think this there will be resolution here. My guess by the combine, uh, and the Eagles will will know then. If you recall last year, Howie Roseman and Jason Kelsey did their uh podcast and filmed the toast but i don't think they knew the answer at the combine no i i they 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 might have filmed two toasts right yeah One. i believe they did yeah. right yeah so we'll see we'll see so they didn't but, know at the combine no but i imagine that there will be conversation ar- around that point and the eagles need to know from a certainly financial perspective and then from a team building perspective what they're going to do here do you think that that j thing was like only on Jeff Fisher's mind because his name starts with J. And so he was especially attuned to J's. He had a J bias. I don't think so. I don't think so. But I bet that played a part. I, I don't think I, as a quick, uh, similar that I picked up my daughter from school yesterday. They're, they're learning the word or the letter D. I said, what's your favorite word that begins with D? And she said, dad. And I was like, Oh man, oh. all right, you're, you're dead. This, this warms my heart. She definitely got candy based That's on great. that answer. So, yeah. What would you have said? What would I have said? Yeah. What's your favorite word that starts with D? Daughter. Nice. Mm-hmm. Good one. I thought you were going to have some kind of journalism word, but. Determination. That's a good one. Determination. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> that's a more that's the more exact answer that I was looking forward to. Uh, now, Kelsey, if he does come back, uh, would certainly need a, a reworked contract um, like the way that they have done it in the past. You know, there's going to be dead money if he if he does retire, if they sign him to an extension and rework it, there's the way to continue to push that forward. But uh, I would expect that he's he would be making between like 12 and 14 million, 12, 12 and 15 or so. If that happens, all right. Yeah, let's I, to the I imagine they would, that they would make him the highest paid, the highest paid center in the NFL. Let's get to the reveal for Jason Kelsey. Where do we have him? Ooh, I have him a little bit more likely, so I'm rooting. I have him at six. You have him at eight. Okay, so close enough. 
That's a good one. Great job, Joey, on these graphics. Yes. Yes. Great job, Julia. Now we have uh, in the middle of this exercise, we have some interesting word from Hassan Reddick. Yes, I was, I was, I was going to interject. Do you want to take over here? I like this. So if you weren't going to take over, you didn't have to interject. No, I was. I'm, I'm glad you brought this up because I was going to interrupt and bring this up. So I'm glad you brought it up. But by interrupting, you have then cost the flow of the interruption itself. Proceed, please. No, go ahead. If you want it, you got it. <laughs> All right, Get Jordan out of the Starbucks Schultz. cup and make it happen. Jordan Schultz spoke to Hassan Reddick. Who tells him that quote? I would like to get an extension that he never. I, I would like to get an extension. Uh, I, I would like to get an extension done here at home. At no point did I ever tell the organization I want to be traded. Then Hassan Reddick chimed in himself on on Twitter X, saying, "Never asked for a trade. However, I do understand it's a business preparing for whatever is next." And then Schultz also said uh, the Eagles, aware that Hassan Reddick has one year left on his contract and needs a new deal, informed his camp that they could explore trade options if they want to. That's where things stand with context from both sides. Yeah, the second part of the quote to, to Jordan was, this is home for me. I was born and raised here. Two of, my, of the most fun years playing football. My life came here. I've cherished being an Eagle. Yeah, so I, I don't think that this is um... – I don't, I don't I don't remember the actual phraseology of the Ian Rappaport report on Sunday, but I don't remember it saying like Hassan Reddick has demanded a trade or requested exactly. a trade. It's just that he's been he's been granted the chance to seek one out, which is sort of how these things work. He comes to them for an extension. They've got a number. The Eagles say they're not willing to pay that number. If you can find someone who will go find it and then we'll talk about compensation. And so that's the next step. If he doesn't find that number, then maybe they get back to the negotiating room. Perfectly summarized. Okay. Now, yesterday you said you still expect him to be moved. Do you, does this change your mind at all? No, I still expect him to be moved. Unless he can't get that number. And if the number he comes back with is a number that the Eagles would do, then I think they would sign him to an extension because he's a hard player to replace. But my guess is he gets that number. Mm. All right. We move now to the backup quarterback from last year. Marcus Mariota will be 32 next year. Signed a uh, one-year $5 million deal last year that uh, is sort of designed for him to be released this year, which includes some dead money. Mariota uh, not called into serious action last year, only a couple times in emergency roles. Do you think that the Eagles, with a slightly more constrained cap this year, will be willing to spend on a Marcus Mariota type? Will they take this opportunity to save a little money and make Tanner McKee the number two quarterback and maybe backfill a third quarterback? Or uh, will it be option C and they'll try to sign a different veteran? My note here is time for Tanner McKee, dot, 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 I think. And good note. The reason I wrote it that way is because if you remember when they signed Mariota last year, they it was before the draft. They drafted Tanner McGee late. We didn't know much. I guess we didn't know how he would do when he got there. You who have has an astute eye during practice, notice from the beginning this guy has. I didn't some trust juice. my eye though. Didn't trust this one. 
this guy has some juice. And I think that comments from teammates would suggest similarly, that they like what they saw from Tanner McKee. If you recall, the one of the reasons why the Eagles drafted Jalen Hurts, if, if you take them at their word, was that Carson Wentz's contract was kicking in. They wouldn't be able to keep paying for that Josh McCallum type to be your backup quarterback, and you want to have that cost-controlled rookie. Uh, Tanner McKee, now that you had him for that first year, you saw what he did. I think Tanner McKee, it's Tanner McKee's time to be the backup quarterback next year. So I I know they liked Mariota, that, that he was a positive presence for them, but I, I expect Tanner McKee to be the backup quarterback next year with maybe another quarterback as the developmental third guy. All right, let's get to the Marcus Mariota reveal. 16 for me, 22 for you. So uh, I have some reason to root for a Mariota return. Um, the only reason I have him there is, uh, you know, if, if there is no market for Marcus Mariota and he could come back for, you know, one and a half million, maybe the Eagles would, would take him back. One quick Marcus Mariota note, because this might be our last time speaking about Marcus Mariota. In my 12 years covering the Eagles, the most organized locker in the locker room it was Marcus Mariota's. Have I mentioned that on the show? Not that I recall. Okay. Mar uh, pristine locker room. I mean, if Jason Kelsey is on one end of the spectrum, Marcus Mariota is the complete opposite end of the spectrum. And Marcus Mariota famously, I think this was in ESPN, the magazine or Sports Illustrated, uh, makes his bed in hotels. Uh, so this is kind of, I, I spoke to him about it. Man after your own heart. You think this is the most important thing you do every day? Well, not the most important thing you do. I think it's it's the way to start your day is making your bed because then you accomplish something already. But and so you you're just but you are just that. stealing that from someone else. That's not that's not that's not a, yeah, a I, thing that you came up with. No, I believe it was Admiral McRaven who said that. Hmm. I'm sure there are no skeletons in his closet. I hope not. I mean, I, I don't know, but I hope not. Would never wish that. Uh, so, yeah, Marcus Mariota, and I, I spoke to him about that, by the way, and he said that uh, it's kind of his personality. Like, there's like an OCD element where he just, he's very organized, very detailed. Interesting. All right, we move on now to uh, one of the more curious players on the 53-man roster all season long, the man who cost the Eagles their best uh, linebacker. And that is Albert Okuegbunam, who uh, the Eagles sent a draft pick to the Denver Broncos for at roster cutdown day and uh, proceeded to barely play him. He finished the year with, uh, what was it, one target or two targets? We'll look it up here. Um, but he is, uh, his rookie contract is set to expire, a former fourth-round pick. Yes, one target in four games played for Albert O., um, maybe the Eagles will sign him to a multi-million dollar extension. How do you feel about Alberto? One of the weirder uh, careers here, they trade a draft pick for him, then they don't use him, and when they need roster spots throughout the year, they refuse to cut him. They cut other players who are more valuable to the team, such as Christian Ellis, and, they, and then they decide to stash him on IR when they probably could have done that early. So just odd roster management in the yes. Alberto case. Uh, a question for you who had 
a more memorable Eagles career, Albert O or Hakeem Butler? Hakeem Butler. More interesting target. Yeah. More interesting target. Yeah. Uh, Albert O, who who famously got two questions about him on cutdown day because I did not hear the first question because the Eagles uh, yes. did not release <laughs> they did not release their their right. cuts and so there was a question coming when the cuts came in. Yeah, uh, had a great preseason game with the Broncos and I imagine he'll need a good preseason game elsewhere because the Eagles did not feel the need to use him this year. All right, let's get to the Albert O. Kuegbunam reveal. Where do we have him? 24 for Ooh. Zach, 21 for me. So we've begun to uh, spread out a little bit here. Uh, so, yes, let's let's bring him back, Howie. Let's do it. Let's get me some points. All right, we move on to another O, and that is Sua Opeta, who started – how many games did Sua Opeta start for the Eagles this year? He has been a free agent in the past. They brought him back. He's – 27 will be 28 started six games for the Eagles this season played in 13 mostly at right guard but he can play left guard you know that as the Eagles uh, turn over this roster I don't think it's crazy to expect that Sua could be back and maybe even like penciled in as a uh, like wrote like like a battling for a, a right guard job potentially Interesting. I don't know about battling for a right guard job, but I do know that they like him as quality depth. He's been he's been available before, and they brought him back, like you said. They have fought to keep him in other situations. He's respected in that offensive line room. Uh, I know Jason Kelsey would kind of talk up any of his teammates, but you can kind of read between the lines sometimes with Jason Kelsey, and Sua is someone who he has spoken highly of. I'm going to pat you on the back. You are an astute observer of practice and in particular offensive lineman. And you identified Sua very early on. He was a camp crush, right? And I, I say that genuinely, like, like you saw the talent. Oh, now that... all of a sudden you respect the camp crush. I've always respected the camp crush. I just don't, <laughs> I don't think the, an interview about the camp crush is the uh, most paramount information you're going to acquire on Super Bowl week. But nonetheless, we don't need to relitigate that one. Uh, I I can see them bringing him back as as depth line as a depth lineman, considering that you know what he brings you. And I don't think he's going to have a huge market elsewhere. Last year, this time, we talked about him potentially having a market and potentially being like a comp pick worthy. And we said when he got the starting job this year, he could play his way into a starting spot elsewhere i don't think he did that i, th I think that's possible i think that i i, I don't think anyone's going to be penning him in for a, a spot but i think he's the kind of player you you sign in free agency and hope to draft over um and i think that's like if kelsey retires and the eagles don't draft an offensive lineman in the first two rounds then my guess is it would be set up as opetta versus steen at right guard in the summer and they sort of root for steen to win that job but but he will have to clear the opetta bar yep all right let's get to the uh, the opetta reveal zach and Bo. oh all of a sudden you're rooting for Asua to come back you've got him at seven i've got him as at 11 i feel like i probably do have him too high i would i would if i could do it again i would i would put him closer to, to eight or so okay all right well i rely on you for offensive line evaluations that's why he's as high as he is for me 
I think they'd like to bring him back, but I think there might be there might be uh, interest elsewhere. All right, moving on to another uh, one of the curious cases of the 2024 Eagles roster, and that is Rashad Penny, whom the Eagles raced to sign on the first day of free agency. He is so excited to get Rashad Penny in the building, those big shoulders. Him and Boston Scott, what a duo that was going to be. And Rashad Penny stayed on the roster all year long and played in, was it two games or three games? Rashad Penny played in three games for the Eagles. With a, I was actually surprised at how many carries he had. 11 carries for 33 yards for Rashad Penny with one catch for five yards. Uh, very bizarre personnel usage with Rashad Penny. You thought maybe they were building up to something, never happened. But he is 27, 28 years old now as of uh, a couple days ago. How do you have Rashad Penny lined up here? So for a few of these, the comment in my spreadsheet is like specific to football. I have like contract recommendations. I have player comps and free agency. You'll We'll get to that. For Rashad Penny, I have simply, wouldn't this be funny? (laughs) (laughs) Because uh, this is a true story without without naming specific names because it's not an on-the-record conversation. But asking around last year about like which which lottery ticket players are you most excited for? If you remember, you know, they had signed Rashad Penny and Terrell Edmonds and Justin Evans and Nicholas Morrow, right? They had they had taken a bunch of these lottery tickets, and unlike following the Super Bowl in 2017, they kind of focused, you know, Gritty Williams. They they had focused more on younger players who who might have been former high draft picks, right? That was kind of the the player type that they were going for more so in 2017 they went for the chris long types like following 2017 2018 they went for your haloti nadas mike wallace a little more money for those guys but that type of player anyways the name i got back was rashad penny and i understand this was before the trade for deandre swift and perhaps if swift was not here penny would have had a bigger role but man he was collecting cobwebs on the inactive list throughout most of the year I can't imagine a scenario in which Rashad Penny would agree to put his name on a contract here with the Eagles. So, <laughs> so no, I mean, uh, everybody's got a price. I can't imagine the Eagles offer him the price that will put his name on the contract for the Eagles. So I, I am considering this uh, nearly impossible. All right, let's get to the reveal. I'm curious if he's your 29. Let's get to the reveal for Rashad Penny. He is your 29. He's my 28th. And so let's go. Let's bring him back. Give me that point. Okay, that'd be a good one. All right, we move on now to another running back, Boston Scott, who will turn 29 in April. And uh, though he was ahead of Rashad Penny in the pecking order, he got uh, the, the least usage that he has had with the Eagles, at least since he started to play in 2019. Just 20 carries for 86 yards. His previous low was 54 carries. He also had four catches for 52 yards. Uh, barely even, you know, played a factor in the the two Giants games this year. Didn't even get to get that classic uh, Bosco Giants killer thing going. It feels like probably the end of the line for the Boston Scott Eagles experience. But uh, if he doesn't have offers elsewhere, you would imagine the Eagles wouldn't mind bringing him back to camp. How do you view what's your note on Bosco? My note is I've said no before, but why is my is the note there? And the reason is because 
yeah, like you said, they, they made him an odd priority early in free agency last year. Gave him, I don't want to say decent, uh, now, not decent money is a relative term. They gave him right? real money. Yeah. Yeah. They gave him real money here. And again, he was, he was buried. I know they like him as, as a returner. I know they like him as valuable depth. They did not use him. And I think at some point it kind of runs its course. It would make sense for him to try to find a situation elsewhere. Uh, I am not expecting him to be back, but as I wrote here, I've said no before and he keeps coming back. Mm. All right. Let's get to the Boston Scott reveal. Boston Scott comes in. Fifth, oh, another match of 15 15. No this. blood on Bosco. As Shield would say, you guys are spending too much time with each other. Mm. I know that's right. Uh, well, that's exciting. All right. We move on to, I believe, the only restricted free agent yes. on the list of 29 players here for the Eagles. And that is a man who has earned Jalen Hurts' trust. Talking, of course, about the tight end blocking specialist who's a real Jack Stoll, and that is Jack Stoll, who was undrafted coming out of Nebraska. He will be 20, I'm going to guess six, 26 years old, nailed it as of January. Jack Stoll had five catches for 38 yards and 17 games played and 10 starts for the Eagles. Not exactly a offensive dynamo, but a player who uh, aligns right and assigns right. In the, uh, the, the this great interview we did at Super Bowl with Clay Harbor, uh, he, he mentioned that the Eagles would need to upgrade tight end too this offseason. And I, I am expecting them to do so. Jack Stoll it's has so funny been... that that's just the, the lens through which he views the roster. It's, got, it's all about <laughs> the tight end too. Uh, the, the, I, I thought the Eagles would try to upgrade last offseason. I was surprised that they did not. They brought Jack Stoll back as the second tight end. Look, he, he does provide value. He's an RFA. I don't believe he'll get tendered, but I do think they can bring him back at a minimum type deal. I don't want to call him a camp body. He's not a camp body. He's earned his way to be more than a camp body. I mean, he, he's been a notable contributor for the team in terms of his specific role for the past three seasons. And so I can see them bringing him back, not on the tender. I did uh, you know, say to him on the last day, we were chatting and, I said, good luck in free agency. He said, well, I'm, I'm restricted, so it's really their decision, right? So that is – it's going to be interesting to see. But he said it in a much, like, more manly, gravelly voice. We've got a great voice on the team. Are you suggesting my voice is not manly? I'm suggesting it's not as manly as Jack Stoll's, yes. Okay. All right. Let me take a little shot of whiskey here. And, uh, yeah. I mean, Jack Stoll's, he's, he's got – On an RFA like deal. Yes. Yes, they'll bring him back on an RFA deal. I, I can't I can't do that. I'm sorry. Well, this is fine. We, we don't usually get Zach acting out. This is leaning yeah, in. Good job. If you watch the uh, making of the Christmas movie, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Christmas album, you, you see the offensive lineman took a little shot before they went on because it gives you, mm. gives you more of that manly voice, as you would call it. There you go. I, I would I would like to do an episode in which you take a shot before every point that you make. Uh, I might be forced to do that soon. <laughs> I don't know what that joke. means, but that was a joke. Yes, that's exciting. All right, let's get uh, let's get. Oh, there he is. He's got some. Just takes a swig of a, a straight vodka water bottle. Uh, not Stanley's, of course. Got that extra sixty bones. Let's get the Jack Stoll reveal 
for Flu World Order, four for Bo, six for Zach. Uh, so let's go. Let's bring back the manly voiced Jack Stoll. Get me two points. Uh, yeah, I just think that, you know, there's no reason for them to not bring him back to camp if nobody else is looking to sign him. So I take Stoll. All right, we are down to the final three. And now we get to the man whose face uh, adorns the thumbnail for this episode, the man to whom we spoke about ping pong at Media Row on behalf of Tide, DeAndre Swift, who is from right over there, as far as I'm concerned. I don't know where he is uh, for you, although I also don't trust that you know. Um, He is. Wait, wait, wait. Let me think of the orientation of where I live. He is right over there. Yes. Okay. Uh, Yeah. For where he grew up, he went to high school right over there. Okay. Yes. And that is, uh, of course, DeAndre Swift, who had a career year rushing the ball for the Eagles, proved that he could withstand the rigors of an NFL season with 229 carries for 1,049 yards, highs in both attempts and yards, uh, significantly so in attempts, although his receiving production went down. We've talked about that as well. 39 catches for 214 yards. The Eagles have sort of played the, uh, you know, in a different way than the quarterback factory. They've played the, like, uh, running back pluck from somebody else's factory game over the years. It would be a little bit surprising if they were to re-sign DeAndre Swift to a significant deal. But if the market is cool for him, I think we agree that there's a, a spot that could be potentially given to him. He is only going to be 25 years old. How do you feel about DeAndre Swift? Well, I think DeAndre Swift earned himself money this year. I think he played well. He showed that he can be a lead back. He's shown in the past they can catch the ball out of the, out of the backfield. The age is right. What's working against him and what's working for the Eagles is that this is a loaded free agency class for running backs. Running backs in these past few years do not get paid very well on the open market. Uh, and typically there might be like one or two who cash in. So you're looking at a class this year that has Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Derek Henry, and Tony Pollard, three of whom were franchise tagged last year. Didn't, did not get to and the Austin market. Eckler. And Austin Eckler. So four of whom were tagged, right? Um, Barkley, uh, it sounds like he's going to hit the market. Jacobs, we need to see. Derek Henry, he's going to hit the market. Tony Pollard, we need to see. But this is all a way of saying that if, if, if money's being dispensed to running back Swift, Swift might be pretty far down that line, and that could play in, into the Eagles' favor. I think the free agents comparison for him is David Montgomery last year. David Montgomery got, I believe, a three-year, $18 million contract from the Lions. And I bring up Montgomery because he was kind of in like this joint backfield, but he was a second-round pick, uh, was still young, and might have been – uh, you know he's he's a, he's a player that if if you like him, you're willing to pay him as uh, he has three years ahead of him that could be better than the three years behind him, and that could I, I think Swift could fit that profile. So for th- let me ask you this: for three years, eighteen million or whatever the twenty twenty four equivalent of that would be, you would not you're shaking your head. You would no. not sign him to that. No, okay. I would only be willing to bring him back on a on a cheap one year deal. I think I'm. Okay. Uh, hesitant to commit anything beyond one year to 
uh, a player who is coming off of career highs in carries um, and hadn't proven it otherwise, proven it before then otherwise. Um, I think he is not a like offense changing type of running back. I think he's a very good running back, but I, I don't think that he like changes the relative ceiling of the offense enough to commit to anything beyond one year. Um, but if the market is extremely tepid for him and it's the second week of free agency, then, then yeah, I would be, I would be interested in bringing him back for a little bit, but definitely not the David Montgomery deal. My other question for you, uh, do you think the Miles Sanders situation last year is going to hurt DeAndre Swift? And what I mean by that is Sanders got good money from Carolina was he got the biggest running back contract from anyone who hit the open market. And he was a bust with the Panthers. And one of the schools of thought was that his time in this Eagles offense and with this offensive line kind of bolstered his his stock. So essentially, he he was a beneficiary more than he was the one kind of creating those yards. Uh, now, Swift has been elsewhere. So you kind of, you've seen him outside of this Eagles offense before. But do you think the Miles Sanders contract is going to hurt DeAndre Swift? I don't think it should hurt him too much. I mean, Sanders had more uh, tread taken away on on his used up on his tires relative to Swift. He had more carries in his year than Swift did, and he had more carries in the years before that than Swift did. I also think like the offense was much more running back friendly in 2022 than it was in 2023. Like we talked about it, we we had disagreements about how good Miles Sanders was being given the sure. uh like situation he was afforded it was not like that for deandre swift this year i think he overperformed the situation he was in um and so i don't think that it should factor into what the the market says about deandre swift but i don't i don't know that it will and now let me ask ask you this uh i'd like this game here i'm gonna name a a running back and and tell me if you'd rather have that running back or swift and let's do this independent of contracts. So just, just the player and the age, okay? And for one year? For one year, yep. Derrick Henry, 30 years old. Derrick Henry. Josh Jacobs, 26-year-old. Josh Jacobs. Tony Pollard, 26 years old. Tony Pollard. Saquon Barkley, 27 years old. Saquon Barkley. Austin Eckler, 28 years old. Probably Austin Eckler, but I don't feel great about that one. Gus Edwards, 28 years old. DeAndre Swift. Devin Singletary, 26 years old. DeAndre Swift. Uh, let's let's go with J.K. Dobbins, 25 years old, coming off injury. DeAndre Swift. A.J. Dillon, 25 years old. DeAndre Swift. And then Antonio Gibson, 25 years old. DeAndre Swift. Zach Moss, 26 years old. DeAndre Swift. Okay, so the, so that kind of gives you a sense of, of where. Do you Swift disagree with any of those? No, I agree with with probably all of those. I would take him over Eckler. I, I didn't think Eckler uh, was particularly good this past year, and I think you know Swift's younger, and I would probably prefer Swift there. I, I would take Barkley, Pollard, Jacobs, and Henry over him one year, cost independent. Uh, J.K. Dobbins is someone I always really liked, but coming off of that major injury. Yeah, that's that's a that's a, a tough situation for him, but so and then Devin Singletary, I think, really improved his stock this year with Houston. Played in Houston on a one-year deal, and was there he 
unseated Damian Pierce as their top back. So yeah, we're we're he's you're probably looking at like the fifth or sixth best running back in free agency. Okay. Yeah, I think this is one where like if you're DeAndre Swift, you take the best offer you can get on the first day of free agency. You do not want you do not want the market to wait wait you out here. All right, two left, both wide receivers. Wait, uh, wait, we have to give our numbers. Oh, yes, our numbers for DeAndre Swift. Let's get to our numbers, the reveal. Julia has been patiently waiting. 14 for me, 12 for you. Okay, so you will close. be rooting for the Philly return, as it should be. Uh, I think those are about right. Yeah. All right, let's get to uh, Quez Watkins now, of course. Quez Watkins uh, has become something of a lightning rod uh, for Eagles fans because of his underperformance relative to expectation the last couple of years certainly overperformed his sixth round draft status over the course of his Eagles career but went from 43 for 647 in 2021 when he was the nominal number two receiver to 33 for 354 in 2022 and then all the way down to just 15 catches for 142 yards and a touchdown in 2023 what's what touchdown did Quez Watkins score this year uh, the final game of the season, the Giants game, right? Uh, okay, there you go. Um, yes, uh, sort of fallen in favor a little bit. A lot, uh, I'd say. Uh, a lot, okay, fair enough. What are, what's your note on Quez Watkins? Uh, ran its course, 43 catches, the 33 to 15 doesn't fit, should have traded him last year. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm guessing that I'm going to have him just a little bit higher than you here. I think he, I, I'm get, I think he's at like 26 or 27 for me. I think you might ha- he might be your 29. Let's find out. Let's no, get I, I already went my 29. Oh, okay. We'll get the Shot reveal. Shot Penny here. was 29. Yes. Oh, that's right. Okay. Quez Watkins, 28 for Zach, 27 Ooh. for me. So I'll, I'll root for that. My only The only reason I have him at 27 and not 28 or 29 is that he could get cut after he goes yeah. somewhere else and then come back in the middle of the season. That's the only Quez Watkins note I have. But I, I do want to say, for as much heat as Quez Watkins has has taken, the Eagles got more than the expected value for that draft pick. Like the Quez Watkins pick, by any measure, was a success. A sixth-round yes. pick who's with your team for four years, who has a uh, you know 43-catch season, a 33-catch season, and also because this might be the last time we speak about Quez Watkins unless, he's, you know, unless we give a few minutes when he signed elsewhere. Uh, is that good job by you in the draft process for identifying him as your late round receiver? You're always good. You're, because, you're always uh, good for a little a little pat on my back. Thank you. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I mean, look, there was no, there were no reporters outside of like the draft insiders who studied that wide receiver class more than us that year. And I gotta say, you hit on Gabe Davis. Okay, Thank you, you very hit much. on Quez. You hit on Quez Watkins. Thank you very much. Uh, you did not hit on T. I mean, you were a little late. I hit on T. Justin Jefferson. That's who I had the Eagles pick. They should have That's picked. That's true. That's true. Uh, so we were, yeah. I, I think actually we all did pretty good on the on on that one. Darnell Mooney was the late. Well, guy except for I the liked. guy who really liked Jalen Rager. <laughs> That's true. But I I think my two guys late in the draft. I think I liked Darnell Mooney as the speed guy late in the draft, and okay. I think I I liked. Donovan People Jones as as the guy who was gonna okay. like play better than yeah so yeah so that that uh, it was so a good draft down memory lane it was, it was a really good draft yep yes yeah, so it feels like every time you Sheila and I get together 
you have some comment about the way that we rank those wide receivers. You have it seared into your brain. Yeah, and look, I I will own up to to LaVisca Chenault, but there's going to be a team that signs LaVisca Chenault this offseason and is thrilled with the return on the investment. Okay. Uh, Yes, for those of you joining us late as we get to the last of the offensive players here, we are ranking these players from 1 to 29 in terms of the likelihood we think they will be back with the Philadelphia Eagles. So uh, the closest to 29 is the least likely to come back. That's why Quez was 27 for me, 28 for you. We move now finally to Olamide Zacchaeus, DeAndre Swift's high school teammate and uh, the player who Zaire Franklin said was the best player he played against in high school. Olamide Zacchaeus finished his year with the Eagles, uh, making a an early impression, but not really sustaining that. And uh, Jalen Hurts, even when he was on the field, did not really throw his way. He finished with 10 catches for 164 yards and two touchdowns. That was a big drop-off from his production in Atlanta. He will be 27 in July. How do you feel about the likelihood of an Olamide Zacchaeus return, Zach? I think he's he's more likely than uh, some of these other guys we've talked than like Quez Watkins or because – he he's a value and, and Julio Jones because not just is he valuable depth wide receiver, but he has a role in special teams. Uh, he's someone who embraces kind of that secondary role as a receiver. You heard Nick Sirianni give a quote this year that a guy like Alameda has a role on his team any day because of kind of the, the toughness with which he plays with. I think, Oh, I think Alameda will need to decide, does he want to have a bigger role elsewhere? I do think the Eagles are, are going to utilize their third receiver more next season, but I think that we're, the third receiver is coming from outside the building, whether it's in the draft or whether it's via trade slash free agency. Uh, so I can see them bringing Alamade back as wide receiver four. One thing that you see with this list is Julio, OZ, and Quez Watkins are all free agents, right? So un- unless you're talking about Britton Covey and unless you're talking about a guy who was on practice squad last year, like Joseph Angada or someone like that, then the Eagles are, are going to have to sign wide receivers, right? They, they, they don't necessarily have like five short fire guys under contract already. So I could see OZ coming back as a wide receiver for valuable depth, but uh, I don't think he's going to be pushing for that third wide receiver spot. Yeah, I think the biggest problem, as we talked about, is that when he was on the field, they didn't, Jalen Hurts was not willing to throw him the ball, and you probably need that person to be someone who he is willing to throw the ball to. So uh, let's get to our Olamide Zacchaeus reveal. For Zach, Zacchaeus comes in at 14. For Bo, he comes in at 18. So I think, I, you know what, I am a little bit worried about this one. I think you might you might steal some points here. Well, I always rank the Philly guys higher. So there you go. I think I'm higher on Swift and OZ than you are. So maybe it's the Philly bias that I have. Well, that would not be a surprise. Uh, And so that'll do it for the offense version of Flu World Order. Tomorrow, we will be back doing the same exercise for the defense and special teams. 14 players. And uh, let's see if I can pull up those 14 players now, just as a a little preview for you. Those 14 players for tomorrow, James Bradbury, Sean Bradley, Kevin Byard, Fletcher Cox, Zach Cunningham, Justin Evans, Brandon Graham, Shaq Leonard, Rick Lovato, Avante Maddox, Braden Mann, 
Nicholas Morrow, Hassan Reddick, and Bradley Roby. A lot of hooch on the line as we continue to uh, predict how this offseason may go about. Zach, thank you for your time. Julia, thank you for the graphics. Absolutely. Uh, my, my time. This is my job. I love it. So, yeah, this was fun. It, I, I do enjoy the fact that we're splitting this up over two days. As someone noted uh, before we got on or in the chat at the top, this has his historically been one of our longer shows. So I'm glad we're not doing like three hours on this. We can split it up over two days. I think we've, we have even more players this year, too. Usually it's more in like the 23 range. Now we've, yep. we've upped it to 29, a lot of extra free agents this year. Which also makes it somewhat impressive slash concerning that you and I are like exactly aligned on so many of these. Well, players. some of the, yeah, the Roderick Johnson one is the real, that was yeah. a highlight because, you know, there's, <laughs> there, there is, there is a clear top and there's a clear bottom yes. and then there's a kind of wide middle, but for Roddy Johnson to be number 23 for both of us, the hot rod, that's good stuff. All right. That'll do it for this episode of the PHLY Eagles podcast flu world order part one. We return Tomorrow with Flu World Order Part 2, probably back in studio, if weather permitting. We look forward to that. At noon, of course, we're, we, are, we are noon people from here on out. Just plan your lives around it. That's when we're going to be coming to you, um, and that's, that's exciting. So for Zach and Julia, I'm Bo. We thank you for watching and listening. We will talk to you tomorrow, and as always, we love you. We all silly like the mayor. 